Good evening, Birds Down Under fans across the universe. Welcome to the post-game show. I have some guests, so we've watched the game asynchronously. It is Friday night. And with me, I have Tennessee John. Hello. Kiwi Glenn. Kia ora. And Aussie Andrew. G'day, mate. It feels like a bad joke, doesn't it? It does feel like a bad joke about to be told, but it's not. It's going to be an amazing post-game show. All right, so we've just seen a closer than we wanted it to be game where the Eagles were victorious against the Minnesota Vikings. I think anybody who watched it uh, would say that the Eagles probably got pretty fortunate. The, the Vikings gave the ball up five times with five turnovers, and we still barely won the game. So um, what we're going to do here, we're going to go round the horn with our impressions or observations of the game, things we liked, things we didn't like. So we're going to start with Kiwi Glenn. Kiwi Glenn, what was one observation you made on the positive for the Eagles this evening? Uh, one observation. Well, I'm going to start off saying there are very few uh, penalties against us, which always helps. But uh, on the positive side, turnovers is what won us this game. You, you don't win a game by uh, only six points with like five turnovers and, um, and then say, well, the offense did that. That is a good point. Um, but I think if you turn that around as a negative, the fact that we had five turnovers to our advantage and still only won by six points is concerning. Uh, Ozzy, Andrew, what do you have on a positive note you'd like to bring up? I thought our running game was good. Uh, DeAndre Swift, obviously, he had an amazing game. I don't know what his stats were. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, running in a in the number zero is zero a number. Running in the zero jersey, I thought he had an amazing game. Yeah, I mean, he. So it's interesting that first Patriots game, he got two touches, two, one, two. And you have to question Brian Johnson, our offensive coordinator's logic in the first game of not deploying him. I mean, he's awesome. And I have to say, watching him tonight, if he can stay healthy, he looks more explosive than uh, Miles Sanders did last year. He actually looks like I would also observe maybe even a tougher runner. So very uh, astute observation, Andrew. And uh, he had at least 160 yards rushing. And really, like, they, they clearly what's been going on here in my belief is that um, Bill Belichick last week for the Patriots exposed a couple things and then the Patriots with Brian Flores who's also a pretty smart defensive coordinator replicated them so the Eagles RPO game wasn't working with Jalen Hurts Jalen's off his game and I'll come back to that but um, it was nice that they just decided you know what we're going to line up and play smash mouth football and DeAndre's, DeAndre Swift was the key linchpin to that so a uh, very good point Andrew over to Tennessee John on an observation of good things you saw from the Eagles Notable performance. One of the things that wins you games in the National Football League is having people in the right place at the right time. And one guy on the Eagles defense was there a few times. And that was Justin Evans in the number 30 jersey. Um, part of a couple of key turnovers, a couple of big stops down the stretch. I thought he played really well. Yeah, Justin's interesting. He came up from the Saints. He had been a second-round pick of theirs in like 2018 and then hurt year after year after year. Finally played last year for the Saints. Um, didn't start a ton of games, but showed promise. And the Eagles took a kind of low-priced flyer on him this year. But he's come in, and I think many didn't even expect him to make it through training camp. But here he is now kind of a starter. So, um, yeah, I think that's a very reasonable call on Justin Evans um, playing, I think, above what we probably expected. If I pick out a positive, um, I really liked how physical the offensive line played today. 
in the run game. I mean, we just smashed them for most of the game and just brought, brought it back to basics. Jordan Malata, our boy, um, who probably needs to get a little bit more um, mentions from me in the week-to-week podcasts, I thought played really physical. Um, Landon Dickerson, new, newcomer Cam Jurgens played well. Kelsey always does. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, for the most part, I think played pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I was really pleased with how the offensive line played, at least on the run game. And while we're on offensive line, one thing we did this week we didn't do last week is when Jalen did pass it, he had a variety of receivers. Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, and uh, you know, got out, all had touches, equal sort of equalish numbers, uh, which we didn't have last week. I mean, Goddard didn't touch the ball last week. so You know, actually, um, Devontae Smith had the bulk of the receiving yards for the whole team. Um, so they may have like equal receptions, but the production out of those receptions was quite different. Um, I will say, you know, again, in a game where we had so many turnovers to our advantage and we only barely won the game is concerning on a few fronts. Andrew... What did you see that you did not like from the Eagles tonight? I thought the um, Vikings touchdowns looked just too easy. Um, I mean, the I think it was their last touchdown. Um, there weren't any even defensive players in the camera shot. Like that's that that's how much space they had. Um, and then I thought from our offensive plays, like you say, when we got back to basics, it was it was great. But when they tried anything else, it just uh, they just look like an amateur team. Kiwi Glenn, um, some observations of things that concerned you tonight. I, I'm going to jump in there early uh, and spend more time on Jalen Hurts. So he spent a lot of time dodging around in the pocket, mostly uh, with lots of time on the clock and just, just waiting, waiting before he got hit or lost ground or, um, or, or got sacked. And uh, for whatever reason, that shouldn't happen. That's just, that was just way too much. Uh, and so we need to clean that up. He needs to get the ball out quicker. When he does it, when he runs, he needs to, in his RPOs, he needs to um, assess that better and complete because, yeah, he, he didn't have a great game for decision-making, I don't think. I hate to say it. He reminds me of Jalen Hurts two years ago. So last year he was a superstar, but the year before he wasn't. And, like, they won, they made the playoffs. We lost in the first round to the Buccaneers. But um, that reminded me of a Jalen game from two years ago where when he when teams took him out of his comfort zone, he really struggled to kind of just get make strides with the passing game in a tr- kind of traditional sense dropping back seeing a target making a throw he just seemed to be running around making I, I really didn't like his decisions on rpos there was a few times where deandre swift would have had huge clear running lane and had jalen just handed the ball off but no jalen seemed to be in hero mode a lot of the night wanting to carry the ball and the results were not amazing john um anything you wanted to share on the negative side for the eagles the defensive backfield I think at the linebacker core, you've mentioned there's a lack of depth in the defensive backfield. Um, there's a safety out and a corner out currently. Safety corner, slot corner. So and you're missing three starters. When you're playing against Justin Jefferson and what's his name, Addison, that's gonna it's gonna snake bite you as it did down the stretch. Yeah, the depth tonight was tested. It didn't didn't come out. Ozzy Andrew looks very keen to make a point. <laughs> I was actually I was I'm always keen to make a point. You know that. I was just just. Uh, following on from what you were saying about Hertz before, it's as if there was the Jalen Hertz before he got injured last year and then the one since then. And I know he was, uh, you know, cradling an injury last year, so he didn't want to get tackled. But, you know, his his running game just hasn't been – his RPR, am I saying that right? Is It just hasn't been um, – uh, 
he, he used to get the opposition really thinking, what's he going to be doing? And he's just not running like he, like he was before he got injured. Uh, I, I feel like we should take a quick break because we've forgotten to introduce the last member of our team. So for all of those new listeners this year, Jerkfish. Uh, is it too soon to go to Jerkfish? Uh, he's looking surly right now. He's hiding down at the bottom of his tank. This tank looks disgusting. I think uh, whoever owns that fish needs to do a better job of taking care yeah, of it because awesome. um, his tank literally really quite quite foul looking at the moment. Uh, but good point for the new listeners, of which we have none. Um, you know, beyond... What about the guy yeah. in Germany? Is he yeah. uh, we do have a Spanish listener. That's interesting. I don't know. To whomever that is, uh, hola. Hola. <laughs> hola. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, Jalen's in a funk. Let's just call it what it is right now. He is not looking like himself. Andrew, it's a very good point that he is playing. Like, he, although he he took he took off and ran a lot and didn't get anything to show for it and took big hits over and over again. And I think the league is caught up on the RPO. So RPO, just a re- refresher for everybody, stands for run pass option, which is where the quarterback has the option of either handing the ball off, throwing it, or running it himself. And oftentimes, Jalen is taking column C, which is run it himself, um, whereas there was clearly opportunities to give the ball to you know DeAndre Swift, who was on fire the whole game. They literally had no answer for DeAndre Swift for four quarters. So uh, Jalen's just got to stop playing hero ball and you know start to just use the players around him. Um, so uh, a couple of the things that we did not, I didn't call it the last show, was Aaron Sipos, our Australian punter, uh, ex-St. Kilda, player is back in the fold um hasn't done anything kind of remarkable one way or another um in the last two games both wins but it's notable that he's back because he did definitely end the season last year at the super bowl playing quite poorly and having a really really poor uh poorly timed punt that ended up being returned 60 odd yards in the super bowl if people recall late in the fourth quarter which was a backbreaker but he is back and our boy Jordan, um, I think Jordan played better today than he did last week. And he, he was playing against Daniel, 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 Daniel Hunter. I can't, it's a weird pronunciation. It's not Daniel. It's a weird like Daniel Hunter sound. Yeah, yeah, believe me. The defensive end for the Vikings has a strange pronounced name. Um, did get a sack on Jalen, although I think Jalen kind of ran into it. Um, uh, another kind of cause for concern i would say our special teams are not looking great like Britton covey fumbled we certainly did cause a fumble on one but like i just i worry about our special teams although i say that and then jake elliott jake elliott hit a 61 yard field goal at the half i mean he's been on fire so far so actually our kicking game is in good steed well i mean you can break the special teams up into into punt returning and and kicking goals they're they're very different things jake elliott is a machine and that's really uh he's done especially well with his boot but as far as our punt returns we have done poorly and yeah yeah really good point but jake elliott is on absolute fire um John, uh, let's just quickly change gears here. Tennessee, the Titans. We haven't had a. We didn't really get our um, preseason Titan show in, which I'd hope to do. Uh, just give us a little bit of a synopsis of where you're, how you're feeling about your Titans uh, going into week two. How am I feeling? Uh, real bad, real bad. Uh, last week in our season opener, um, Ryan Tannehill, our quarterback, threw three interceptions and looked like an absolute noodle arm. Um, our offensive line, which I thought was going to be a question mark, played really well. Uh, the run game was pretty much abandoned. Derrick Henry played all right and had a couple of good runs, but 
nothing nothing to write home about and we lost by one point to a Saints team that we should have and could have beaten um I think if you look at Ryan Tannehill's missed throws on top of his interceptions there were four touchdowns left on the field um so not looking really good our defensive line looks great in fact our entire defense looks pretty good and held the Saints to 16 points which is a which is a great feat um but Kind of a kind of a nothing year to be expected by the Titans. We've got the Chargers up this week on Sunday morning, um, and yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's only one game. A lot could change, but I don't know. I'm not super excited. This is not going to be a season. I don't think where I'm watching every snap of Titans football. To be honest, don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. You're, you're, you you're Tennessee John for a reason. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to be just like nothing. John. All right. I'll watch the 40 minute version. Yeah. All right. I'll watch every snap, but just the quick version. Okay. Um, let's just do one more round the horn of any other observations you want to share that maybe doesn't fall into a good or a bad category. But, Ozzy, Andrew, we'll start with you. Final thoughts on the game? Well, I actually thought um, that Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game. Um, he There were a few clutch passes he needed to make that were long, and he made them. They were good, they were, they were good catches, and they were turning points in the game that – you know, at one stage, I think we were 27-21 and they were on the march. And um, and I think that uh, um, it kept them in the game and, and, and you know, kept kept them with a, with a bit of hope. So, yeah. And I'd just say as well, like over these last few games, um, John mentioned the defensive line has, has been good for the Titans. It's been the defensive lines that have won the games for a lot of, a lot of the teams. Um, uh, my, you know, noob observation. I was going to throw in there the other observation. I'm the eternal optimist, and in the preseason games, we didn't play a lot of our starters, or many, yeah, very many at all. And I feel these first couple of games have been a warm up. The first game was shocking. This game was better, had moments of goodness, moments of badness. So, as the eternal optimist, next week, we're on form. That's my prediction. I hope so. We have a lot of injuries. Like, we ended up having, you know, Three backups playing in the secondary, which was very evident. Like, you know, missing James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, and Reed Blankenship. You cannot really cover up for three starters out of the lineup. So that that was obvious and evident. And the Vikings did what they should have done. And I agree, Kirk Cousins did play a good game because um, he generally wilts under the, bra- the, the bright lights of um, night games. So Thursday night football, Sunday night football, uh, Monday night football, generally Kirk Cousins does not play well um, under the bright lights, but he, he did play well today. I thought our defensive line, I should just chip this in, that I felt like they played a reasonable game. I think Jalen Carter probably didn't make quite the... Um, didn't make quite the splash plays that he did in the first game against the Patriots, but he did have a couple of um, a couple of reps that we definitely paused and rewound. Where you know he he looks like way more advanced than a rookie should at that position. Um, Josh Sweat played a really really good game. I think that's worth calling out. Um, so and Fletcher Cox, like Fletcher Cox, with less snaps, we're getting a lot more out of him with less snaps, which is not uncommon for older players. Um, and I will say though, on the negative, Son Reddick, uh, defensive end, has a hand injury, playing through it. Not really doing much. I, I don't feel like we called his name once this game. I don't feel like he made a single splash play. You no, know, uh, Josh Sweat did. The tackles did. But uh, actually, Jordan Davis, what I'm noticing, this has been two games in a row, Jordan Davis is really active in the first half. He actually had, um, did he have a sack or he had a, a good hit on Kirk Cousins? Um, active in the first half, but I think his conditioning 
becomes a factor later in the game. And so that's something, you know, he's a big man and he's got to, you know, got to make sure he's match fit for four quarters. But the defensive line's got to carry us because with, you know, Nicobe Dean out for another three or four weeks, um, we had Nicholas Morrow and Zach Cunningham playing today. Christian Ellis, for whatever reason, didn't seem to get on the field. We have lots of backups in the secondary. So it's a concern. And I think we're playing the Buccaneers in Philadelphia next weekend, who are not a great team, but they did beat the Vikings last weekend. So uh i think we should get bradbury back next week because he was in concussion protocol so generally it takes a week or so to get through that um but maybe not he may have lingering effects uh reed blankenship same thing i think we should expect him back in the next couple weeks avante maddox who knows i mean the guy is sadly and he's great when he plays and he caused a fumble today but then you know he'll he'll miss weeks and weeks and weeks so we'll see but uh, injuries i said this i banged this drum all off season like we got super lucky last year and this is what happens when you return to the the norm and the norm is teams suffer injuries and you got to overcome them so uh john any last parting thoughts from you just other things you want to share here's one and it struck me the difference uh, the last game i watched the titans and then today i've watched the the eagles the difference between our rosters like we've got the same salary cap right but you look at your offense and your offensive line has three of the best in the league. Your receiving core has some of the best in the league. It's an incredible roster, and Howie Roseman deserves a pat on the back and a handshake for keeping that rolling all this time. The other thought is, I wonder the difference between your expectation at the beginning of last season and your expectation now. You've got a team that's like running it back and going for another Super Bowl, and I think you... Like you expect this level of play that is totally different than what you were expecting this time last year. Do you think you have unfair expectation or just heightened expectation and that's making you feel a little bit different about these games that you're coming away with wins? Uh, yeah, expectations play a big role in this. And I think, you know, coming off Super Bowl losses, teams generally have a much worse season following. So it's actually, you know, the numbers don't bear out that we should have high expectations. We should actually have tempered expectations because typically teams are not good. Um, but I think you do raise a valid point. And just quickly to address the Howie Roseman roster thing, the Eagles spend no money at linebacker, no money at running back, and very little money at safety. That's how they do it. So they prioritize offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback, defensive line. All the other positions are noise to them. So actually, they spend some money on tight end, but that's how they they construct their roster. So they don't they don't spend any money on running backs and any money on linebackers. Um, gentlemen, it has been enjoyable watching the first game with you all, uh, getting the crew together on a Friday night. Um, I I do like the Thursday games for that very fact. But uh, next week playing the Buccaneers again, not a great team, but they beat the Vikings last week. I don't have, they're a team that used to be Tom Brady's team that are now, you know, run by, um, what's the quarterback, X Brown? Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, one time first round pick. So who knows? I think the Bucks are a bit of a wild card. They do have some good skill position players on offense. They do have some talent. Um, and defense, they've got some, uh, I think it's just a standard Sunday afternoon game. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got a little ways to go. Uh, all right. Well, Andrew, great. Ozzy, Andrew, great to see you. Great to uh, be seen, heard. Thank you. Uh, Kiwi Glenn, lovely as always. Good evening. And last but not least, Tennessee John. Oh. Gorgeous. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. We're still 2-0. By the way, I should just... Yeah. Let's just yeah. finish up by saying we're still 2-0, despite Debbie Downer, me, being the host here. 2-0, and uh, we just got to get the players back. All right, everybody. See ya. Bye.